What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Taku Chalk Podcast, episode 211. As always, we are your hosts, Xavier and Alton. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on TikTok, become a patron on Patreon, and don't forget to pick up something for yourself in that Teespring merch store. All links are in the description boxes down below. Other than that, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, guys. All right. That's all I was contracted for, so I am out of here. That is not true. <laughs> Obviously, you have just... read your contract. Just contracted to do the intro, and that's it. Yeah, all right, buddy, you are on your own. I'm basically just a sponsor. <laughs> I'm a glorified sponsor that doesn't pay you or get paid. Man, what? Yep. Is that really what you want to be? Yeah. No, but, you know, sometimes you just fall into things. You do, man. What you said. No, so uh, we don't really have a topic for the day, so. Or do we? <laughs> do you? I Are you do. hiding a, a topic in the back pocket or something? I always have a topic in the back pocket, man. So what is it, man? I got nothing. It's just a bunch of lint. Oh, okay. Wait, wait a minute. Were you actually like expecting to find a, a topic in your back pocket? Yes. Yeah, sometimes or I leave sticky ideas. notes back there. <laughs> sometimes I fold up sticky notes and put them back there. Man, what? Yeah. The worst part is when I forget. You know how many dryers I've been through? What? <laughs> no, man. I used to have a bad habit of leaving paper, like receipts and stuff in my back pocket. Gosh. I'm just going to wad in from the dryer. <laughs> what is this? Ah. Important stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Happens. Yeah. Especially with money. Uh, no, man. It shouldn't happen with money. Yeah, man. Man, you ever, like, went to go pay something with cash, and then, like, they give you the change back, so you're like, oh, crap. You're, like, trying to, like, fit it back in your wallet, but you can't, so you just slide it into your back pocket. And then I usually forget. All right, just drop it in to my car. Man, I'm talking when you're obviously not in your car. Then I take it out of my pocket in the car, and I drop it in my car. Nah, man, that's too much work. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So, but no, actually, I do have a topic today. Mm hmm. I want to talk about uh, D and D, man. D and D. Yeah, I know you don't get into it much, but no, it's becoming a big part of my life, man. I don't That's use my imagination for anything but revenge. So, like, no. I know you guys think he's joking about that, but he's absolutely a hundred percent serious. <laughs> Listen, this man plotted 16 murders in one. Hey, 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 you don't need to talk about that. <laughs> you don't want to be on the revenge list, do you? Now, so what about D&D, &D, man? No, we, we haven't had a D&D &D episode, man. I just realized yes. that. We don't do D&D. &D. You don't do D&D. &D. Exactly. Don't, don't lump me in with you, you uneducated uneducated buffoon 
The fact that you said uneducated first. <laughs> Man, listen. My, my blood sugar is really low right now. Okay. Practically dying, so. That took your plasma, not your blood. Come on. Maybe they did a little bit of both. All right, man. So, but uh, what, what, what do you want to talk about, D&D? Nah, man. Um, so, if you guys don't know, which I know you don't know, because you live under a rock, mm-hmm. but uh, um, one of the, like, big, like, D&D, like, entertainment, like, I guess you could say groups, Mm-hmm. Got one of the first ever like D and D campaign animated, like so it's a big thing for D and D players and people in the the D and D business who do like uh they got their know, campaign animated. Yeah, uh, Critical Role. Um, one of the first campaigns they ran was this uh with this party called Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, they got an animated show on Amazon Prime now. Oh, which wow. is like a big a big thing for like D and D for something that started out in what was probably like someone's basement with a group of friends just acting out this like fantasy game with dice. Their, so their whole story is just their campaign, basically. Oh no, uh, I don't. I don't think it follows the campaign directly. It might because I haven't watched the campaign. I haven't watched Critical Role because it's like mm-hmm. hundred something episodes. So, and that to be fair, episode. I've only gotten to D and D maybe like four years ago. So, I had no idea who Critical Role was um, when I first got into D and D. The first like exposure I had to like a entertainment like group that was similar like to Critical Role. Was uh, mm-hmm. Dimension Twenty with Brennan uh, Brennan Mulligan, I think his last name is, um, and like his his stuff he did on Dimension Twenty on YouTube and Dropout TV and stuff like that. Um, Have you ever seen the Corridor Crew one? Because I know that they do one. Corridor Crew. Let me look them up. Hang on. The, See, I'm the, still I'm still learning stuff, man. They're the YouTube channel where all they do is like CGI and like movie effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they do a D and D campaign, and they they don't animate theirs. They literally film it and then do the CG around it. Oh, really? I'm gonna have to. Yeah. See, look at that. Learning new stuff. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's on YouTube, but I know it's on their website. Well, I just pulled them up on YouTube, so I'm gonna go check them out later yeah. when we finish this. But that's um, the only one that I know. Yeah, no, there, there's a, there's quite a few out there, man, and it's, it's gaining, gaining more and more traction, um, with, you know, uh, like hosting like D and D podcasts and like uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, doing like live uh or yeah, I guess live um, uh, videos of you know group getting together and running campaigns and stuff like that. It's getting mm-hmm. really big. Like I said, one of the first ones I got introduced to was Dimension Twenty, and I watched their Fantasy High, which is it, honestly like, even if you you don't play D and D, I think a lot of people will still enjoy it. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who do watch it who don't play D and D that still enjoy it. But um, one of the ones I I usually recommend to people is Fantasy High because the um, it I think it envelops a like 
pretty much what D and D is. Um, right. and I know there's a lot of controversy, like in the like D and D community of like, oh, people glorifying critical role and stuff like, and and things like that because it's not how D and D actually is ran. Which, on one hand, yes, what it is mean? glorified because what people don't re- understand is okay, save like I'm like, yo, Xavier, let's play D and D. And right. you were an avid fan of Critical Role or Dimension Twenty or Nad uh-huh. Potter or one of these 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 groups, even Corridor Crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and you come into the first session, and it's not at all what you imagine or what you've seen on Critical Role. Right. A lot of people take that as like, oh, like D and D stupid, and it's like no. What people got to remember is that stuff like Critical Role and um. Dimension 20 and all this stuff, not only is it ran um, for entertainment purposes, so even it's though it's like not scripted, scripted, yeah, even though it's not scripted, there's a plot outline that they have to follow. Right. The second thing people don't understand is, or they, they, they need to remember, is most of these people in this campaign, DM included, are usually they usually have a background in some form of acting, whether it be voice acting, theater acting, mm-hmm. method acting, like whatever the case may be. They they've had some sort of training or took classes or so they they understand they know they know how to do role play. They know how to do right. impro- improvisation. They know how to do all of these things that normal people probably won't know how to do. So right. They see people see these shows and they see how smooth it runs and everything like that, not realizing that one, these people are getting paid, they're they're professionals slash semi-professionals in this. Um it's it's usually written and scripted to a certain extent. And uh there's a production crew behind this. So people see how smooth it runs, and then when they come in to play D D, they expect a regular campaign to run that smooth. And right. it's like I feel like that's where a lot of people get discouraged with playing D and D. I can um, see that. Yeah. So it like that. That's usually what I tell people. Like, and and if you ever get into D and D, um, you'll see that that's probably what a lot of DMs ask. Like, oh, have you seen Critical Role or any of these shows? And if you say yeah, they'll probably tell you like, okay, well, just especially if it's your first time playing, they'll probably tell you like, well, hey, just like FYI, like it's not like you see on there all the time you know what i'm saying so right. um and people and i feel like people got to understand that because luckily i didn't know about any of that stuff until after i played like my first essentially campaign really i played my first campaign going into D with not knowing much about it um and see i was one of those people that was like D, man i'll never play that like that's whack you know what i'm saying that's stupid um yeah. <laughs> and then i'll never play yeah okay uh and then um i sat in on a campaign that one of um our friends were running christian and uh he um i sat in on one of his campaigns dude and i was like and see what what enticed me was the story like I, Mm -hmm. i i'm a big storyteller like i love telling stories i love writing stories i love reading stories listening to stories so that's what drew me in it wasn't even like the role playing or like the cool like character creations and stuff at first it was just the storytelling i was like oh man like like the story 
storytelling is great. And shout out to Christian because he's a great storyteller and you know he he's he's very uh what's the word? I guess like uh I guess creative and his method of telling stories. So I set in for their session and I, I like to be honest, I didn't understand half of what was going on because I didn't know anything about D D. Um but it was more than enough for me to be one um want to get into it and then fast forward i think it was like maybe like a year or two later was when i actually played my first campaign um and i enjoyed it dude like i was like i'm not gonna lie it is a little weird i think the biggest thing what people say no right right up front is getting over that initial hump of role playing like people are like i'm not gonna sit here and role play but (laughs) i tell people all the time i'm like for example, me and you. Half of our conversations is us role playing. Yeah, it's just you look at too it. long for me. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, which is understandable. <laughs> um, but see, that's the thing. People also don't understand. Like, you don't have to do a three to four hour session. You can do a one hour session. You can do a one to two hour session. You know what I'm saying? Ten minutes. It's just, huh? Ten minutes. No. But uh. But yeah, I think people's first big thing is like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and role play. Like, it's stupid. And to some people it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I mean, yeah. this role playing isn't for some people. I 100% get it. But for me, it was, like I said, it was the idea of being able to create a character and tell their story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if I feel like if a DM does a great job at providing like a world and a story for these people to make a character and tell their story, I feel like a lot of naturally you'll get over that like sort of like fear of role playing or like uh, uninterest or disinterest of role playing. Right. Um, because that's how it was for me. Like I wasn't too much into the whole role playing thing. Um, but as I created this character and got it and like played session after session, like the role playing just eventually came and it was like, okay, like now I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then also, again, like I said, I feel like a lot of people also, they see critical role and stuff like that and think they have to do that. Like I said, no, these people are doing it for entertainment purposes. Like, yeah, they're having fun and stuff like that, but you also got to remember that they're doing it for entertainment purposes. So yeah, they're going to do voices and accents and, you know, they're going to, uh, but like a lot of people don't understand, like you don't have to constantly be like, like you can you can do things like, oh yeah, uh, well I want my character to do this, you know. You can describe what your character is doing. You don't have to always act it out. You know what I'm saying? In role play. Well, they act it out. No, they're not like act it out, as in like they like get up and start fighting each other for real and stuff like that. But what I mean is uh. like, like act it out. Like I'm like you can act it out with words. Like you don't have to like. Right be in character if you're still learning how to to role play you know what i'm saying or still getting comfortable with role playing like and i feel like right. people see that stuff and assume that they automatically got to be like in character 100 percent of the time and try to like do everything in character and it's like no you don't have to do that you can be like oh like my character does this or i want my character to do this right you know what i'm saying and then a dm might be like okay describe to me how you say that then you know to make it uh, and that's how DMs can ease people into role playing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah, man, it's it's 
it's a very interesting game. And like I said, I didn't think I'd be into it, but I like run my own campaigns now and stuff. And that's the other big thing, man. People who are like, oh, I haven't played this long. I don't know how to DM. I wouldn't know how to DM. Bro, I played for like six months. Mind you, that sounds like a lot of time. But mind you, maybe it was like 12 sessions. And mind season two trailer. Huh? I just got notified on my phone of Love is Blind season two trailer. Man, do you watch that? Man, we've talked about it on the podcast because you watch it too. Nah, I don't. Uh huh. Watch the trailers out. Yeah, when is this season to be out, man? That's I don't care question. about no trailer. My bad, dog. It just popped up and, you know, can't resist. Love is blind, dog. Can resist. Never you know say I'm weak can't. to the romance. Always say can. You know I'm weak to the romance. I'm not. Don't be lying. <laughs> no, this dude's guys are. But uh, yeah. So uh, when it comes to DMing, I feel like people they uh think that just because they haven't played that many sessions and stuff like that, it, they can't DM. And it's like, bro, like, trust me. Just do it. Right. Get a Nike shirt. And just do it. I would prefer DMing to actually playing. Yeah, I think you would. I think you would probably prefer because you're. I I feel like so. Like for me, for example, like I I I I would say I probably like both fifty fifty because I right. I like I like being told stories and playing in these worlds and stuff like that. But then mm. I also like telling my own story. Or right. creating a story. But I feel like for you, you would probably benefit a lot better from DMing because you're more of the creative mind of like, okay, like I'm going to build this world and have people play. Yeah. And I can build these like cool little like NPC characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I think I would much prefer that. Have them interact with them, you know? Yep. So, um, but yeah, man, it, it, DMing, the problem with DMing though, and I it, it, I see why a lot of people don't like getting into it, because once you become a DM, it's like you're the DM forever, so it's like um, it's hard to become a player after that. It's point. like if you're the uh, if you're the if you're the universal uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once, exactly. Yep. Yep. One time in the backyard, yep. you're universal you're quarterback the, forever. Yep. Man, I want to do running back. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, man, just throw the ball, dude. Just throw the ball. I could, I could see that. I could see that happening, especially if you're good at it. You make a good campaign or something, and then people are just like, no, man, it's it's got to be you. Like, Tommy sucks. Come on. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Yep, so that's the big thing. But, uh, it, you know, um... What's it called? Uh, it, it it's and it's like it's it's cool, but sometimes it is tiring because it's like, hey man, I just want to play, bro. I, right. I just, I just want to play. I want to play in the game, man. But right. uh, 
so I see why a lot of people might not like DMing right at the beginning because it's like you'll be kind of be stuck in that position forever. So, but yeah, man, it's just I just wanted to give props to uh, Critical Role and like all the people over there and Matt Mercer, who was like the DM for Critical Role, and um, because they you know they they step up the game for uh D and D like in tabletop RPGs with getting a show on uh, Amazon Prime, which is actually really good. Like I went and watched good. the first three episodes. Oh, you already watched I, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's already I, I, out. Like the whole thing. Not the whole thing. I think they're dropping episodes every Friday. Oh, okay. But the first they dropped like the first three episodes when when the show dropped. Um, right. So I'm, I'm just I I watched the first three and then I was like I'm gonna wait till the season's finished so I could just watch them all because it was that good and I was like I want to binge it. And if you're a fan of Invincible, you would definitely like this show. Like even if you're not a fan of D and D, like it's a overall just like dope show. Like if you're into fantasy stuff, you'll like this show. Because is it it's, like in the same art style? Uh yeah yeah it's it's same art style um same like uh like sort oh, of like I, I guess. think I actually. Did we watch the trailer for this before on an episode? Because I feel like we talked about this before. I don't know. We might have. Let me see. What's it called? Uh, Vox Machina. The le- the Legend of Vox Machina, I believe. Legend of Vox Machina. It's uh, M-A-C. There it is. But yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty solid show. So even if you're not into D and D, I go checking out the show, um, because uh, oh, you know what it looks like? It looks like Voltron. Yes, Voltron. I couldn't think of the show. Yes, yeah. Voltron. I it couldn't looks think a of. Lot I was like, like Voltron. I was like, man. I was like, the anima- the animation style reminds me of something super similar, but I could not put my finger on it, and it's Voltron. Uh, yeah, it's got six episodes out already. Yeah, yeah. It came out back in, like, January. Oh. I feel like I've seen the trailer. I don't know. Maybe I have. The intro, bro. The intro. Fire. Slaps. Yo, slaps so hard, bro. (laughs) I was like, yo. And, uh, like I said, I I had never seen an episode of Critical Role, but now it got me want to, like, go and watch Critical Role. Right. Um, because I like want to know more about the birth of these characters and stuff, and like they do a good job of sort of like giving you background about these characters and stuff like that throughout the uh, honestly throughout the first three episodes, like you kind of have an idea of who everybody is. Um, but like I like if I mean obviously if you want to know more about these characters and their adventures, um, definitely go and watch Critical Role, which is like on YouTube. But uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's a. Uh, cool. I mean, and if if you're wanting to get into D and will I will say, even though, like I said, it, it's it, if you want to get into D and D, and you want to do it by listening to some of these podcasts and stuff like that, it's definitely a cool way to start getting into it. Um, but what I will say is for people, you got to remember that when you actually go to play D&D, it's not going to be 100% like you seen it or heard it on one of these podcasts or live shows or something like that. Um, right. So I think that's something if you take that, keep that in the back of your head while going to watch this stuff. I mean, you'll you'll have a great time. You know what I'm saying? Um, you'll have uh, uh, 
I think a grand old time to be honest because um a lot of the stuff out there man it's very entertaining um and I usually like it's a cool thing to put on when you're like doing something else like kind of like it's background noise you know what I'm saying I don't want to say as background noise but because some of the stuff you do have to pay attention to but like for example when I got into watching fantasy high like I was doing it at work you know what I'm saying like right. um, I, I have it on because it's something that I don't necessarily need to watch with my eyes the entire time and I could just listen but it was also cool to have that video there for when they were doing something funny or something like that. You could see the reactions and stuff like that. Um, back in the day, I used to listen to a a, a D and D podcast, and um, it's it's cool to listen to them for sure. But I definitely like having that video reference there because, like, you get to see the reactions of everybody and stuff like that. Um, so it's really cool, man. How a lot of these uh, these D and D shows are um, are like live shows and podcasts are like coming up and the content that they're putting out is pretty solid content and pretty cool and interesting um a lot of them are funny like you wouldn't think that they would be funny but <laughs> when you're watching them you're like some of them had me dying laughing dude like and then just like getting uh they, they do a good job of making you like kind of like feel for these characters right um like I, I there's a campaign called the unsleeping city with dimension 20 bro i know for a fact there's a character in there that you just you you absolutely love because he's like a hundred percent almost like you. Oh man! And like, I don't know if you say that in a positive way or hey, what. Hey, you just gotta have to watch to find out. Oh okay. Like I would say, he's like you if you were a D and D character. Oh all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, so, if you guys are into D and D, please drop a comment, man. I want to find some more D and D folks out here because the boy been struggling. You just it's named it's... like five, though. Hmm. You just named like five different D and D things. Are you oh, talking so about like a guys... group to play with? Yeah, like just talk oh, D and D with, oh. not even play with, just talk D and D with. Oh, I was gonna say, talking about D and D groups, you just like rattled off a whole bunch. What do you mean? No, no, I got, I got enough content to watch for days, bro. Like, oh, I, okay. I mean, I'm always down for more recommendations, but like, I got, oh, I'm still not even caught up on like a lot of Dimension Twenty stuff, and that's the stuff I started with. So, <laughs> there's a lot of content out there. I mean, even the Critical Role, the like, um. The first campaign for Critical Role of Vox Machina is like a hundred something episodes. Wow. So and each That's episode is probably like three hours. So Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So it's over three oh, well over. It has to be well over three hundred hours of content then. Well but you also gotta remember that this this first campaign started back in twenty fifteen. So when did uh, it end? I don't know when the first one ended, to be honest. Jeez. Let me see if I can find out. Um, twenty fifteen. It's a hundred and twenty. Oh, what? Actually, hang on. Let me see. Oh, that's what came by UPS. Okay. It's a hundred and fifteen episodes. Oh, so even more. And. <laughs> 
he got a few one shots. Yeah, the but chapter one, closes. Like, three hour campaign or something. Yeah, one shot. One shots are usually like they're they're just one one campaign. People usually run it from like it depends on the type of one shot you're trying to run, but goal time is usually like three four hours. Still a bit of time. It is, but to be honest, dude, the time flies. I'm gonna be honest. Like, it, well, let me put it this way: the time flies when the campaign or that session is interesting. Right. I have been in sessions where, like, it seems like time is just dragging on, right? Um, because the session hasn't been that interesting. And again, this is all a part of like learning as a DM to keep the the session interesting for all the players. Um, but uh, the uh. But a lot of times, dude, like, I'll, like, uh, like, we'll be playing, and then I, I you know, they'd be like, all right, and we're going to end it. And I look at the time, and I'm like, dang, it's been three hours already? Like, jeez. Like, it's nuts. That's a lot of time. <laughs> it is. I mean, but it's like watching a movie. Watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I'll watch a two-and-a-half-hour Gordon Ramsay thing. But that's because I like food. Yeah, well, hey. I know what you need. What you, you, need a, a... you need a uh, a uh campaign. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Feels like a harem Shokugeki campaign. Here you go. With man. killing. You'd be like that Keen Peel skit where dude just oh, wants to go to the brothel. <laughs> Let's go to the brothel. Yeah, I want to go to the brothel. Man, no, you gotta go to the... <laughs> uh, I would like to go to the brothel as well. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, I put my mixtape in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I will say, wanna... if you ever do decide to get into DMing, just always expect the unexpected. Like, you could spend right. hours like creating like this cool session and like cool character or like cool town and your party just been like bakery for six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you so guys what? still in the bakery? We haven't decided yet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide if I want the scone or the croissant. <laughs> How do we know it's not poisoned? Are you serious, man? It's a bakery, dude. <laughs> Never be too careful, man. He won't tell us. <laughs> he won't tell us. Something suspicious is going on. But nah, yeah, I like I like creating those characters though. Like I have a uh, campaign I'm planning now. I have a uh, half elf. Uh, a health. No, a half no. elf. Uh, Eldric fighter. Who's uh, he comes from a family of like barbarians and fighters, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's like the only one. Uh, outside of his grandmother, who has like an adept for magic, mm -hmm. so he uh, uh, but he he's been raised on like, like all he knows is fighting, pretty much. So, what else is there too now? <laughs> so, the first session, dude, we uh, he ends up going to the town and he meets the other party members, of course, and um, so he's like upstairs checking out his room and everything, putting his stuff away mm -hmm. in the end, in the little end or whatever. And downstairs, like, um, one of the other party members and one of the NPCs are getting in, like, a heated discussion. 
So he comes downstairs and the first thing he sees is this NPC um or I'm sorry, yeah, this NPC like holding a knife out to this um to the, the one of the, the party members who was a dude he just met earlier. So he walks up, he goes, uh he goes, What's going on here? And the NBC uh goes to say something to him, like something smart. And I was like, before he even uh gets the words out of his mouth, uh Bellfire headbutts him. And <laughs> I rolled a nat twenty, bro. And like broke this dude's notes. Oh okay. while headbutting him. And then the part the other party member uh, turned into a wolf because he's a, a druid, so he turns into like a dire wolf and mauls the heck out of this dude. Oh, and then Dean was like, "All right, everybody, roll initiative." We got into like a bar fight first session, dude. It was the greatest thing ever. Got arrested and everything. <laughs> See, we would we would have, but um, the bartender helped us dispose of the bodies. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it was great. He was like, "We can't let them escape." So he blocked the door, <laughs> and uh, it was funny because the third party member was just a dwarf. He was like, "Hey guys, like maybe we should talk this out." <laughs> and uh, my character's just like, "No, nah, man, it is too late for talking." He pulls out like a stone mace and just starts like, beating the crap. Actually, he didn't even have his mace. He left it upstairs. So he was just like fist fighting everybody, dude. <laughs> no, and at the time, I had, he was he was just a cleric because I had switched his. Um, after a couple of sessions, class that fit him better. Uh, but at the time he was a cleric, <laughs> so it was even worse because he's a cleric. And because I made this, made him as a cleric, but he does like the, he doesn't do what normal clerics do, just stay back and right. heal. He's like in the front battle, <laughs> fighting everybody. <laughs> he's like a Brigitte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest thing, dude. So, so D and D can be fun, man. You have stories like that to tell. It can be funny. Um, it, it, for me personally, it all just depends on the people you're playing with and your DM. Right. So, if you got a good group of people, man, you can have loads of fun. Um, and those three hours, like I said, feels like three minutes if you're having fun. Because like that session was like three hours, and like <laughs> by the time we were done, we were like. Dang, like that went by quick. So, Ooh, it's all man. about imagination, guys. Imagination. What did Ansei say about imagination? What? There's a quote by Einstein that he said something about. Oh, by Einstein. Yeah. Well, you said what your aunt say. No, <laughs> man, what? <laughs> imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination. Yeah, SpongeBob taught you that. Actually, no. SpongeBob had the greatest imagination of all. Did he though? I mean, he turned a box into a race car. That was pretty impressive. Was it? Race car box? Man, no. Race car box. And he could make a rainbow with his hands. That was pretty impressive. 
if not horrifying, that he can manipulate reality like that. <laughs> <laughs> not just sheerly terrifying. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. So, yeah. So everybody watch uh, Next Level Chef. No, man, everybody Cons- watching that trash. Okay, man. And in six months from now, when you watch it, and you're like, yo, why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> we'll see what happens then. You know that's exactly how it's gonna go. Oh, I know that's exactly how it's gonna go. Yo, you hear about this next level? Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> nah, so everybody watching Next Level Chef, if you're into D&D, consider partnering with Alton, because he's, apparently he's lonely. I am. And, and uh everyone go watch the trailer for Love is Blind season two. Cause as soon as it drops, the next day we'll probably talk about it. Man, you know they you ain't watching that in the day. I'm going to no, I'm not, because I would be so sad that it's over. <laughs> Unlike me who has no self control, and I will finish it in a day. I know you will. And then you're going to be depressed the next day. <laughs> I am. I am. So, you know, good things to come. Good things to come, everybody. Other than that, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok. Become a patron on Patreon. And don't forget to pick up something for yourself in that Teespring merch store. All links are in the description boxes down below. Other than that, we'll see all of you in the next episode of Taco Jack. Till next time, guys.